Good morning and welcome to the Thunder Country Ag and Garden Report. I'm Mike Sakel, and with me today is Robert Kaplan. Robert is the chairman of the Sullivan County Farmland Protection Board. And uh, Robert, welcome to the Thunder Country Ag and Garden Report. Thank you for having me. So I wanted to, uh, first of all, start off with the basics for some of our listeners that might be checking in this morning, and they're not completely familiar with the work of the board. So uh, please explain to me uh, what the work of the Sullivan County Farmland Protection Board is and your mission. Well, according to a uh, law passed in the 70s, the Farmland Protection Board was created in the different counties to protect farmers and farmland from urban sprawl and to protect farmers against uh, people coming up from the urban areas and hindering farming. So our process is to work with farmers, to work with the towns, to work with the county, to protect farming operations so that they can continue into the future. Now, this is different than uh, our agricultural districts, because there are two specific agricultural districts within the county. The protection board's work is different, correct? Well, no, actually, the protection board is responsible for the two ag districts we have in the uh, county. Um, We're responsible to put properties into the ag districts. We're responsible for recommending to the legislature which properties come out. We're responsible for doing the eight-year review of all the ag districts. And if any problems uh, come up within the ag district, uh, the Commissioner of Agriculture can call on the Farmland Protection Board to gather information for him, uh, to do inspections for them, uh, to do whatever the Commissioner asks us to do. So our job, especially in the ag districts, is to protect the farmers within the districts. So uh, tell me a little bit about the makeup of the board. How many people sit on the board and and, and who does uh, things like reviews? And are they all agriculture specialists that sit on your board? Well, the the Farmland Protection Board by state law has a specific... um, number of members and I believe it's 11 and certain specifics and how the board is comprised the commissioner of planning or someone from the planning department must sit on the board the commissioner of real property tax services or a representative sits on the board the uh, chairman of the soil and water conservation district sits on the board A representative of Cornell Cooperative Extension sits on the board. A a member of a a land conservation organization, which typically is is someone that Farm Bureau recommends, sits on the board. Uh, One agribusiness person sits on the board. And then the balance of the board, which I think is either three or four people, are made up of active farmers within the county. Interesting. And a legislator. Yeah. The county legislator sits on the board. So it does it does cover the gamut of uh, agriculture from, you know, agribusiness to the everyday farmer, really. Oh. Yes, absolutely. Well, so Robert, one of the reasons why you and I are speaking today is the fact that this past week, Governor Cuomo announced 
uh, $52.5 million available to protect New York farmland. Each of uh, New York's 10 regions will be allocated some $5 million for conservation easement projects. So I wanted to kind of dig a little deeper into that. Can you explain to me, first of all, you know, give us an idea of what what a conservation easement project is and, and how something like this might work? I know it's new information, so, you know, your board is just getting the details on this and putting together a plan as to how this might move forward. But speak to me in general terms about the conservation easement project. Well, in, in general, the conservation easement project works whereby the farmer gives up basically his rights on certain properties that he owns to the state for development purposes, which means the farmer no longer has the right to develop the property or sell it to a developer. And the state purchases these rights. And that's where the the numbers come from, the $5 million that the governor put in our district. Mm -hmm. Um, This is not a new program. I mean, this program's been around for a while. Uh, But I see it has been expanded to include, I think, vineyards and horse farms. Yes, yes. um, Which were not in the original uh, plans. Um, This is something that the Farmland Protection Board and Ag and Markets has been working together on for many, many years. Um, We in Sullivan County have been awarded three of these, what we call PDR grants already. Uh, although none of them have come to fruition uh, because at the end of the day, after all the I's are dotted and T's are crossed, the farmers withdrew from the program for whatever their own personal reasons. Program okay. in other parts of the state is very successful. We hope it to be successful. Uh, we have one uh, uh, project in the works right now in Sullivan County that they're going through the final details, and hopefully that one will come to fruition. It's something we're familiar with. It's something we work with with the planning department very closely to choose the farms and submit the applications to the state, and hopefully we'll be successful with another one as far as getting approved for the you know the process. Right. Just to understand what the the new monies and the availability of funds would be like, places like municipalities, you know, Sullivan County itself, uh, soil and water conservation districts, uh, land trusts even, are eligible to apply for grants. Now, this money would be to to actually be able to help the process along in buying uh, buying farms and putting them within the uh, conservation easement projects, the conservation easement well, program? Yes. Basically what it does is it buys property. It doesn't necessarily buy the... Actually, it, in most cases, it does not buy the entire farm because once the land is put into this program, it cannot be developed for any reason, including farm purposes. Uh-huh. Crops can be grown on it. You know, you can you can plant, you can... Uh, till you can you know take care of the property but you can't put buildings on it so in many cases a farmer will exempt the property where his his buildings are where you know where the the barns are and then put the pasture land the grazing land the crop land put that into an easement 
So, you know, it, it's, um, it's not like it buys entire farms. I, I was trying to understand exactly what those grants might go towards, like for a for a group like yours, for the the county uh, farmland uh, protection board. That what are some of the additional benefits that it would offer you? Well, for us personally, it doesn't offer any benefits. We just facilitate the process for the individual farmers, and what it does to the farmers is it gives them money now to use in their farm operation if the farmer is, is willing to commit the land to agriculture forever. So once the farmer retires and goes to sell his property, hopefully it will be sold to another farmer because the land cannot be used, the land that's under protection cannot be used for anything else. Now, are there any other um categories that fall under the Farmland Protection Board? I mean, one of the things that was mentioned in the announcement this week is protecting at-risk farmland. How, how do you define that, and is that is that something that your uh, board would work on? Well, when we classify um, farms, when we, when we uh, rate our farms or grade our farms to determine who we should apply, uh, uh, submit an application for, one of the uh, things we look at is how how much chance is there that someone would buy this property and take it out of farming. So the more development um, pressure there is in a part of the county, the more at risk that property is. I see. And okay. that's one of the considerations that we look at when we determine which farms are the ones that we think were the best to fit the criteria of the, the uh, grant program. Now, the pressure is, is definitely important, and because of the development pressure, um, a few farms, and I think they've already, uh, a few farms in Orange County, which is under tremendous pressure, have received these grants and um, completed them. So the more pressure an area is in, the more apt that they will um, rate higher on the state scale to receive a grant. Right. Now, under ordinary circumstances, April would be the month where uh, there's that window of opportunity to apply to be included in the agriculture district. Is that correct? Last year, I believe it was moved due to COVID. Correct. Uh, do you know well, what's going on this year, what the what the timeline is for that? Well, first of all, according to Ag and Markets law, each county is allowed to designate one month during the year where the Farmland Protection Board is allowed to accept applications for property to be included in an existing ag district. Uh, Sullivan County's month is April. And to the best of my knowledge, it's going to be April of this year. Um, we have the board has not changed the date, so starting April first, we will be accepting applications for anyone who thinks they qualify to be in the ag district to apply. 
to be in the ag district. Yeah, just briefly, can you give me some of those some of those qualifications? Well, we, what we like to see in in Sullivan County, and this is strictly up to the Farmland Protection Board and their own policies. But if if someone is in a an agricultural zone within a town and currently doing farming, if they have made um, a commitment to farming, a commitment being made an investment in their farm, they um, would qualify to be in the ag district. Also, lands that are abutting existing ag district lands, um, if they have any agriculture, are eligible to be in the ag district. So we actually, what we do is we accept applications in April. In May, a representative from Cornell Cooperative Extension and a member of the Farmland Protection Board goes and visits each one of these properties takes pictures and then presents those properties to the Farmland Protection Board to either recommend or not recommend that these properties be included. What we like to see is a commitment to agriculture, not a commitment to do something in the future. You know, we want to see an investment in the property that this is going to be a farm it's not going to be, let's say, a backyard garden. It's going to be a, a farm that meets the standards of Ag and Market's definition of a farm and will preserve farmland. So the purpose of the Ag Districts is to preserve the farmland we have in the state. Very good. Well, Robert Kaplan, I'm going to wrap it up here. Uh, Robert is chairman of the Sullivan County Farmland Protection Board. A lot of very good information. Hope to uh, check in with you again in the in the near future. Of course, we'll be hearing about all the uh, agriculture district uh, applications that will be coming in for the month of April. Thank you for your time. I'm Mike Sakel, and now you can always listen to the Thunder Country Ag and Garden Report as a podcast. Check it out on Anchor.com or wherever you get your podcasts, as well as RadioBold.com for the Thunder Country Ag and Garden Report.